Welcome to On the Table. I'm Dorothy, and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call-in number is 646-595-4784 if you want to call in with a question or a prayer request. Press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is on the table VC at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all of the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other? Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's see what's on the table tonight. glad you're here. We've got quite a group of people. Um, I just want to say, I want to reiterate what I said in the show description that, you know, as we draw closer in our walk with our Heavenly Father, there are some things that we just need to let go of, that he shows us that it's not a good thing that we're doing and we really need to stop. And One of these things, I think, is Halloween, the celebration of Halloween. I know it's been disney and made up all pretty and not nasty anymore, but when you dig down deep and you start really studying it out, there's a few things that are really troubling about it. So, tonight, Ronnie's with me. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, everybody. Pam, Pam is here from the UK, across the pond. Hi, Pam. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, everybody. And we have Doc Marquis as a special guest to really teach us about the realities of Halloween. Hi, Doc. Welcome to the program. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And how are the rest of the ladies there? I'm doing Fine. good. I'm excited about the show tonight. Oh, who is that? <laughs> this is Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie, you're over in the UK, right? No, I'm in Washington. Oh, Washington. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, then, let me see. Washington State? Yes. Oh, okay. I served in Washington. In the military at um, Fort Lewis, Washington. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. I, was, I remember I, you I, telling I was, me you did. Mm-hmm. I was a lot younger back then, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pam, I'd like you to lead us off in the opening prayer tonight, if you would be so kind. Okay. Uh, bless your name, Holy, uh, Holy Father. We just ask you to to join in this discussion tonight and to lead us and to bring out what's on your heart this evening for the folks that are here and for the folks that are listening in. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to guide us and we ask you also to watch over this program, technicians and everything that's to do with this program, Father, so that, that there's no break in it, and that it will be a mighty blessing and an awakening for many who will listen to it either on this or the podcast or wherever Dorothy posts it. We give you thanks, Father, that with you nothing is impossible, that all things are possible. And we thank mm-hmm. you, Father, that you brought us into the light and you've woken us up to truth. And I know, Father, we, know, we only know in part right now and we've come together tonight to learn ourselves, not just to give the word out and to waken others, but to learn more ourselves. And we thank you for that, that you care enough about us to wake us up from the darkness that surrounds us. And we just dedicate this show to you, Father, and we ask that you will bless uh, Doc tonight and that, Lord, you'll lead him in what you have to say through him. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Now, Doc, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself um, and then just launch into what you know about Halloween, that would be helpful. Oh, okay. Well, um, the long and short of it is I was raised in an Illuminati family. Now, for those of you folks who don't know what the Illuminati is, they are the most powerful, subversive, covert group of witches ever to exist in all of man's history. Their entire belief system um, can, uh, can actually be traced all the way back to ancient Babylon under, you know, Nimrod, Semiramis, you know, the Tower of Babylon, that area. And for um, 20 years um, when I, um, of my life, I was an Illuminati witch. At the time, I was a seventh-generation witch. You see, my family's um, history in this goes all the way back to 1789, which was, uh, what, 13 years after the Illuminati um, first fomented under the auspices of Dr. Adam Weishaupt. Weishaupt himself was a defrocked Jesuit priest and with the help of Maya Amschel Bauer, who would later change his last name to Rothschild, would um, set up the organization that we know as the Illuminati. And they're the ones who's the true power brokers behind what folks nowadays call the New World Order. And, um, well, the long, as I was saying, the long and short of it was, um, as I was just telling Pam, correct? Or was that Ronnie? It was Ronnie. Ronnie. I was just um, telling yeah, Ronnie. That see. <laughs> What's that? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was um, stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington at the time. I was in the military um, under the orders of the Illuminati, but that's another story. 
Um, I was stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington back in, well, this event began during the summer of 76. And I was walking down to the PX. I was minding my own business. I had to pick up some supplies. And while I was walking down the sidewalk, um, a colleague of mine, no one I really knew well, it's just someone else in the medical field, walked up to me and struck up a conversation. Well, about five, ten minutes later, that person had to leave. But before he left, he asked me what I thought was the silliest question on God's earth. He asked me if I wanted to go to church with him on Sunday. Now, could you see me, an Illuminati witch, going to a Christian church back then? No. No. (laughs) No, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, the Baptist really would have fell on someone that day. Well, anyways, for the next three years of my life, no matter where I went, and I mean no matter how far I went, there was some born-again Christian just waiting in the rafters to witness to me. And at the end of those three years, three very, very long years, <laughs> I finally understood what the, Christian, what the Christians were saying in light of what they were doing. So it was on April 15, 1979, and as I tell everyone, I own up to it. I was a sold-out slave of Satan. But God be praised, on that day, I left as a born-again child of a king, and for almost 40 years of my life now, I've been fighting against the Illuminati, exposing their secrets, their plans for the New World Order, so on and so forth. And now, by the grace of God, He has me as one of the overseers of his ministry. This one is called It's a God Thing Productions. God. Mm. Any questions? Any comments? Anything? Well, I've been been there to visit um, some of your videos. In fact, we posted one of them in our forum that we have, Doc. Um, oh, which is the one you, you did on Halloween. And oh, you're I've talking been learning about, a lot. Yeah, America's a cult Dorothy, Yes. And I think Dorothy may have. Dorothy, do you have his link in the forum as well? Do I have his? I have his website linked in the forum, in the show notes. Okay. There we go. Yeah. And, um, so if anyone's interested well, uh, in that, they can just go to the forum and see the link to Doc's website. Well, if you remember, um, ladies, um, um, in that particular DVD, America's Cult Holidays, that's number two in the Illuminati mm-hmm. series, um, mm-hmm. I used a lot of scriptural references and yeah. the old teachings um, because this stuff, as I said, is as old as it's going to get. This stuff does um, um, come down from the ancient pagan days now. This, I mean, a lot of people think um, Halloween is something new, but as I believe, Pam, you're in the U.K. right now? I am, yes. Right. You know as well as I do. The celebration of Samhain, or what Americans call Halloween, goes all the way back to the ancient Celts now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not a pretty picture. 
it's no. not. No, it's not. So no. let let's pick it up. Um, around 900 BC, there was a nomadic tribal people known as the Celts that made their way to what we now call the UK. Um, basically, they migrated to places like England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. That usually that um, area. And like mm-hmm. any other tribal people, they had um, a religious order and a head of that order. Um, the head of, the, of their religious order were known as the Druids. Now, from the yep. ancient um, Gaelic, Druids mean men of oak. Mm-hmm. And these, um, um, the Druid priests literally, and I do mean quite literally, held all power over the Celtic people. You couldn't get married without their permission. You couldn't um, go to war without their permission. You couldn't hold any type of, shall we say, official position in the Celtic tribes without the um, Druids' permission. They held all power and sway, as we were saying. And like any other um, religious order, they had their um, days of worship. In particular, there was eight nights in which human sacrifice would have been performed. And they would be performing such rites and rituals at those stone circles you'll find throughout um, the British Isles. You know, the most famous um, of all, of course, is Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Now, Stonehenge had a number of reasons um, for being there. First, it was um, considered a temple of um, religious practice. It was also used as an astronomical observatory, and it was also where the rites of human sacrifice had been performed. Archaeologists have found under Stonehenge alone over 4,000 human skeletal remains. And in the last couple of years, they have definitely verified that these people were ritualistically murdered. Now, Stonehenge Mm -hmm. is just one of a thousand stone circles you'll find throughout that part of the world. And Stonehenge is a small stone circle compared to, um, like, the one down the road. That is, um, oh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Um... Uh, let me think, let me think. I've got a memory here somewhere. It's um, Avesbury Henge. It's, a, it's, a, it's not too far down the road from Stonehenge, and Avesbury Henge is over a mile in circumference. So you can only begin to imagine how many thousands yeah. of human sacrifices is underneath yeah. that um, yeah. stone circle. And this was a dominant thing throughout the British Isles, from 900 B.C. through 900 A.D. Oh. For almost, oh, yeah, for almost two millenniums, the yeah. Celtic yeah. people were in the British Isles, and they were practicing these rites of human sacrifice. Now, mm-hmm. in the Celtic religion, there's a particular deity known as Samhain. You've heard mm-hmm. of him, right, um, Pam? Yes. Right. Samhain is the Celtic Lord of the Dead, 
And mm-hmm. um, like most occult religions, not all of them, but most of the, um, them who prescribe supposedly to white witchcraft or witchcraft um, or the Wiccans and neo-pagans, things of that nature, they have a god and a goddess, a supreme one, um, in their hierarchy. And like um, most of the others, the Druids... Um, with the god Samhain, he would begin to become in his prominence. You know, his full power was coming into being, if you would, right around the nights of Samhain. Now, unlike um, in America, when um, the night of Samhain is celebrated, or what's called Halloween, Halloween being the last night on um, October 31st, in England, it's a three-day fire festival. It lasts from the 29th, 30th, and 31st. And to this very day, it is still celebrated mainly in the old traditions. Now, if we go back in time, as I said, almost 2,000 years to the ancient Celts, um, before the nights, uh, usually it was about a week before the nights of Samhain um, began, the Druid priests, would send out the Celtic people to gather up wicker reed. Now, I'm sure you folks have heard of wicker reed. You know, they make um, wicker reed um, furniture out of it, tables and chairs and things like that. Yeah. Right. It's a very durable material. It really is. If you know Mm. how to um, weave it properly, it's extremely durable. Mm. And Mm. once they gather up, Enough of the wicker reeds. Now, I want you to understand one thing here. This arm was being done not just at Stonehenge, but remember, there's more than a thousand stone circles throughout um, the U.K. So this is going on at hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of places now, or well over a thousand, Mm -hmm. according to some archaeologist account. And they would take these wicker reeds, and they would build a giant human effigy that usually stood somewhere between 20 to 30 feet in height. And this human-looking effigy had cages built throughout it. This effigy was known as the Wicker Man. And mm. <laughs> that was that sounded like Ronnie. No, it was no, me. That was <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, well, you know the yeah. story of the man. No. You know? <laughs> no? I, I, no, I mean, I lived down near Stonehenge for a while. I even saw Stonehenge. And I've seen on the hills around these these chalk drawings, but I never... Oh, yeah, like the white really, horse. Yes. Yeah, that's at, that's at Westbury, and uh, then yes, there's the another one. Horse. Yeah, and then there's a a, a, a man somewhere. Oh uh, I yes, where I is. know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the rude one. <laughs> yes. Quite yes. rude, uh, but it, it, but there's a purpose for it, and it's an occult one. Yeah, well, I think you know, it's that one. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I mean uh, that one. That one, it really is quite rude. That's why I can't use that one during my presentations. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Well, uh, no, well, no offense, <laughs> love, but 
Well, I was about to say love. No offense, but my Christian brothers and sisters would have me again for Sunday lunch as Thadid Boast to Doc if I ever showed that one. Oh, I'm going to say that we can find it online anyway if they want to look. But well, yeah, uh, but we don't have to, no, but we don't have to tell another, anyone about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there is you know, a lot just, of there is a lot of um, UFO activity down here. Just keep that one to the vicar, if you would. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but anywho, um, yeah. Um, and they would take. Any leftover wicker, you're going to get me in trouble, lady, I tell you. Um, they, they would take any leftover wicker, and they would build, you know, like those square cages. And um, yeah. we'll get back to those later, okay? Now, um, the first night of Samhain's coming about begins on the 29th, and the high priest, uh, um, the druid, um, would gather in at the those stone circles, as I said, like Stonehenge, Avebury Hens, Rollerite Circle. I mean, they're all over, you know, um, the UK. And um, they would um, fill a giant cauldron with an apple-like substance, and the fire is blazing away. Now, they would do that shortly before... They got in their, um, oh, what do you call those things? Um, like a buckboard wagon. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those old wooden wagons that was filled with hay that was supposed to be like a pillow or something. And they would get into those wagons, and they would go throughout the countryside. Now, usually, um, because they knew that these people would have a lot of servants, they went to various castles um, that was, you know, owned by dukes or marquises or these manors, mansions, manor houses, things like that. And um, this this would begin at nighttime. And they would walk up to the front of the door and they would bang on it. And would you ladies like to take a wild guess what they would be yelling out? Trick or treat. Um, trick or treat. you got to believe you got to believe it. that's exactly what treat. they were telling out. But tr- trick-or-treat is not what people um, think of it as today. Back then, mm-hmm. when the owner or the head of the house heard the term trick-or-treat being yelled out, it sent waves of terror throughout their mm-hmm. entire being. Because if you cooperated with the druid, the um, treat was you would take one of your household servants um, or even a relative if you had to, and you'd hand that person over to the druids to be used as a human sacrifice offering to Samhain. And if you did that, they would take out a pumpkin that had been previously filled with human fat they would light it. it. Well, actually, it was usually a gourd or a giant um, turnip or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was carved. It was carved out, filled with human um, human fat. They'd put it on your front door and they'd light it. Now that was supposed to serve as a ward of protection against the demonic forces that they'd be summoning during the nights of Samhain. Mm-hmm. If 
he chose not to cooperate with the Druids, they'd play a trick on you. They would take human blood and they would draw a six-pointed star with a circle around it, known as a hexagram, and paint it on your front door. Now, usually, during the Knights of Samhain, because they did that, some demonic force um, would usually kill someone in that household. Mm -hmm. And once they went throughout the countryside for three, four, sometimes five hours, they would return back to their stone circle. In this case, let's just call it Stonehenge for now. They would take all those prisoners and they would tie them in those cages in the Wicker Man. And if, mm -hmm. and if they had too many um, people, that's why they threw them in those square little cages that was made with the extra Wicker Reed. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the Druids would begin to have their version of fun. They would line up about 10 to a dozen of those um, prisoners, um, and they had their hands bound and tied behind their backs, and they would um, have them form a single file in front of that um, cauldron. And they told the person, they would tell every single one of them, they would take an apple, throw it into the cauldron, and they would tell them, if you can take that apple out in between your teeth on the first try, we will cut your, um, the ropes and you can go home. Now, how many of you ladies would jump at that offer? Uh, oh, yeah, if you want to go out. Well, I guess if you want to try to live, you should try, but it doesn't sound like much fun. Well, no, because, you mm -hmm. see, there was a problem. Remember, mm -hmm. before they left, um, in this case, Stonehenge, they lit a fire underneath that apple-like um, liquid yeah. that's in the cauldron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The boiling temperature of a liquid is 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Good grief. Now, would you do it? No. <laughs> well, then uh, for those who say no, you're definitely going to die that night. You'd be surprised how many of those people actually did it. Because mm. this was their one and only chance of living. They would mm. take their head, they would just dunk it in that liquid and oh. try to grab that apple. And, well, and with my medical background, I can tell you right now, the medical um, effects are horrifying. Their oh. flesh would literally be melting off their skin. They're, a lot of them ended up permanently death, let alone all that liquid is funneling down their throats as they're trying to save their lives, so the respiratory problems are off the chart. All this, so the druids could have their version of fun. Mm. Now, sure enough, if any of those people grabbed the apple, um, their bonds would be cut and they would be sent home. But my goodness, so what kind of life would they have after that type of torture? 
course, you know um, that led to, of course, what we nowadays call bobbin for apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, after um, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. innocent nothing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, after um, they played um, a couple more games, um, the mm-hmm. rites of Samhain, the actual ritual to um, Lord Samhain, would commence, and they would call upon. Um, one of the demons of fire known as Kurninoth. And according to the old stories, and I've seen this in the past, dry um, fire would shoot up out of the dry ground and consume the wicker man. Now remember, there could be dozens of people tied in the wicker man. It would easily Mm -hmm. fit a couple dozen people without a problem. And mm-hmm. those people also tied in the cages. And all mm-hmm. those people would die an horrific death because mm-hmm. they were um, slaughtered um, to be human sacrifices unto the Celtic Lord of the Dead known as Samhain. And now we celebrate the Burning Man. And the Burning in- Man is the yeah. reenactment of the ancient yeah. Wicker Man ceremony. I'll get wow. into that after. Oh, yeah. yes, hon. I mean, the Burning Man. Yeah. Are you kidding? When I first um, 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 heard of the um, revival of um, um, the Burning Man, or what is properly known as the Wicker Man, I almost had a heart attack. Because then I knew that the Illuminati was bringing back the old religion for sure. You know, and I couldn't help but think, you know, at that time I'm saying, dear father, is it really that close now? Mm. I I just couldn't believe it. I mean, something this vile, well, as a matter of fact, um, in this last um, Burning Man, and for those people who don't know what this is, it's it's out in the desert of um, um, Reno, Nevada, um, mm-hmm. where literally thousands of people will converge on it during the summer months. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge festival. If you want to look it up online, it's called The Burning Man. Just type in The Burning Man, and you should mm-hmm. find some very quick references. Um, during this last Burning Man ritual, someone died. Yes. Um, someone um, he ran got right close. into the fire. Yes, and of course he burnt alive. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the old practices. Yes. And um, at these rituals, um, which usually attract um, usually most people in the occult, and one of the I hate to use the term because there's no truth to it, but to those people who supposedly practice some sort of um, the white side or the light side of witchcraft, Wicca, neo-paganism, goddess worship, that type of ilk. And um, they will make all sorts of, like, parade floats and other things. I mean, it wasn't too long ago they actually built the golden calf that, um, um, you know, like the Israelites um, worshipped mm-hmm. at Mount Sinai when yeah. Moses was getting the Ten Commandments. 
Yeah. The golden calf is the most ancient of all totem animals for Nimrod. Mm-hmm. Nimrod, of course, was the founder of the ancient city of Babylon, and I believe there was ten other cities in that region. I believe that was the plains of, um, well, it's either the plains of Mamre or Shinar, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. But it was in, you know, that region of Iraq. And Sinai, so, um, what's, mm. what's that? Shinar comes, uh, comes to mind. Yeah, I thought it was on the plains of China. But yeah. nevertheless, the point being here, they're also bringing back all the ancient idols. I mean, and when mm-hmm. I say ancient, folks, I'm talking about stuff that goes back. Well, say, um, Golden Calf uh, and the days of um, no, um, Moses, that would have been at least 3,500 years ago. If you want to go back all the way to um, Babylon itself, we're talking a good 5,000, maybe 5,500 years ago. But the problem is, the old religion hasn't been forgotten. It, as a matter of fact, it's just gone on from one culture to another as different nations and countries were being created. You see, mm-hmm. at the Tower of Babylon, when God struck down all the people and confused the languages, you know, no one could communicate unless you could speak that particular language, well, it forced everyone to leave Babylon and disperse throughout the world. Now, think about this for a second. These people were practicing the most ancient form of um, occultism there is in existence. It's, as a matter of fact, it's, the proper name is still witchcraft to this very day. It's the oldest of all the known religions. I mean, we're talking about this stuff precedes Judaism by around 1,500 years. Mm. Judaism wasn't around until, oh, 1,500 years down the road. <coughs> now think about this. These people are struck mm. down with the confusion of languages. They disperse throughout the world, begin setting up different nation, nations, countries, cultures throughout the world. Do you think any of them for one split second forgot their occult religion? No. No, of course not. They took it with them. This is how it gets spread. I mean, first it was in Babylon, then you'd find in um, in the ancient, and then in, in the areas of ancient Canaan, through um, the Egyptian culture with um, um, Ra, Isis, and Horus the Elder. Then, of course, to the Medo-Persian Empire. Then throughout Greece, through Rome, and then it hit the British Isles in the form of the ancient Druid practices. And then, of course, with all the migration it eventually hit America. Mm-hmm. So this is the oldest of the old. This is old stuff, folks. When I say old, I'm talking more than 5,000 years ago now. But it's kept yeah. alive because it was brought down through various cultures. Mm-hmm. So anyways, doing um, so back to the... So um, under the sun. Wise King Solomon was qu- quite right when he said, and there is no new thing under the sun. That's yeah. <laughs> now, because the Knights of Samhain are observed um, during the last three days of October, on the Druid calendar, I should say on the Celtic calendar, excuse me, 
on the Celtic calendar, the last day of October is the last day of the year, and November 1st is the first day of the year, of the new year, excuse me. Now, because those nights are done at the end of the year, in the occult um, realm, it is believed that the veils separating the living from the spirit world are at their thinnest. And if you knew, and if you know the correct rituals, you could call over the spirit to the side of the living for that evening. Mm. Now, there's a problem with that. Nothing guarantees that the spirit you call over is going to be a benevolent one. It could be a spirit that just wants to rip your throat out. So in order to control these spiritual forces that they're summoning up, the Druids would paint on their robes various symbols of power that were supposed to give them power over these forces that they were summoning. And to help them, they would put on these hideous-looking masks that were supposed to resemble, in one way or another, um, the dead. This way, they wouldn't be attacked, because they thought they would think that these Jewish priests would be attacked. And by the time those spirits found out those were not um, dead people also, the Druid supposedly was able to use those symbols of power to control them. Can now, I ask you a question before you go on? I think please. I read somewhere that, that people back then would also wear um, like animal heads and skins oh, to yeah. hide. Yes, that, that, that would be a, Yes, that would be a proper totem you could wear mm-hmm. um, during the Knights of Samhain. Okay. Now, when we think about this for a second, they're wearing their robes with different symbols and these hideous masks. What does that sound like? Like our Halloween costumes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they were. Mm-hmm. So they're calling upon these demonic forces, um, even though back then they were calling them spirits and that they were um, coming, make, um, having them crossover from the spirit world to the physical realm, we know that those, um, any Christians would know and recognize them as, dem- as demons that they were actually summoning. Whether mm-hmm. they realize it or not is not the point. Mm-hmm. Even um, if you go to the um, story of the Witch of Endor, remember the um, witch that I believe it was Saul mm-hmm. that Saul. consulted yeah. with Right. And yeah. he went to Endor and consulted with a witch. Now, mm-hmm. he wanted to, um, he wanted, was it um, Saul or am I thinking someone else? David. No, no, no it was Saul. No, it was, it was, it was Saul. Yeah, because yeah, he, he wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And I just said that was his downfall. Well, yeah. he wanted to know if he was going to win the war. Mm-hmm. And the witch went through the usual routine, but did you notice she she was absolutely shocked at what manifested. 
You see, she was expecting a demonic spirit. She's a witch, for goodness sake. That's what she did. But instead, it was, um, oh, the spirit of Samuel. Sam, was it Samuel? Yeah. I can't remember. But it was one of our ancient forefathers. She was not expecting to summon anything like that, and she didn't. Mm-hmm. It was God who called up that spirit to let Saul know, mm-hmm. I, tomorrow when you go to war, you're going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was nothing he could do about it. Yeah. Now, with the Druids, yeah, whether they knew it or not, like the Witch of Endor, they're summoning mm-hmm. up demons. They had. Mm-hmm. And these spirits or demons would be allowed to roam the countryside for the whole of the um, night. Once um, dawn was beginning to, you know, the sun was rising and all this, they had to depart. Now, all these things, all these elements, are what make up modern-day Halloween. Um, When we consider just some of the elements we've discussed, Um, There would be um, taking these people um, and making them bought the apples. Um, Mm -hmm. We know that um, the ancient ritual of the Wicker Man was observed. um, The ancient writings Mm -hmm. speak of these things. And, um, oh, I forgot to mention, one other thing um, that they would be doing during the um, ceremony when they were calling upon these departed spirits really known as demons, they would light a huge bonfire. These bonfires were lit so that the so-called departed spirits could see them in the afterlife and they could follow those bonfires through the veil and into the physical realm. That was the purpose Mm -hmm. of the bonfires. And, um, oh, if I remember correctly, to this very day, the ancient bonfires um, I think they still light one um, at Buckingham Palace, if I recall correctly. I didn't know that. I don't know. Out. I mean, we do, we do one on fifth of November in, uh, uh, well, and that's yeah, to do with Guy, Guy Fox. That's Guy Fox Day, but and yeah. we could, in a very indirect way, try to associate that with Samhain, except we know. That was the gunpowder plot uh, by Guy Fawkes, who was trying to kill every member of Parliament and King James II of England. Yeah, yeah. You know? Now, if I remember, let me think. Um, That goes, remember, remember, the 5th of December. December. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. Um, We can't can't find a reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's how the old um, nursery line goes. Yeah. 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 On the 5th of November, ladies, that there's a tradition in which children will, I think they still dress up to this very day, and they'll go running around all day saying a penny for the fox. Now, Fox, we're talking the last name, F-A-W-K-E-S. We're not talking a little furry animal, F-O-X. No, we're talking about Guy Fox now. And the kids will, yeah, they'll hit everyone up for a penny. 
and then at the, you know, towards the evening when it's getting darker, <laughs> excuse me, they will take um, an effigy that's really more or less a scarecrow, unless they make something like the Wicker Man, and they'll burn the effigy um, as a way of destroying Guy Fox for what he tried yeah. to do to Parliament, the Crown, and that type of thing. It's yeah, a British because they thing. were it's just, fake. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just one of those British things. No one, to this very mm. day, there's no reason to have it. Why are we doing anyways? Yeah. It's no. a ridiculous thing, but that's what we do. <laughs> what can I say? But the, yeah, the buy, uh, the buy um, fireworks with the money that they collect. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. they will shoot up fireworks and all this, yeah. and they'll have bangers and everything else at the gatherings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't go out. Pan- <laughs> yeah, they'll have bangers, mince pie, blood pudding, things like that. Yeah, it, yeah. As I said, it's a, it's a British thing. It's It doesn't make sense to most Americans, and it still doesn't make sense to the English people, but we do it anyways. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I know it makes no sense, but yeah. but but there it is, you know. And Bob's your uncle. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, the, so uh, go ahead. No, it's all right. <laughs> no, you were going to say something, ducks. No, I was just I was just thinking uh, that the 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 still druids that still go down to. Um, uh, oh yeah, of course. Uh, and and all and, the other hinges uh, to this very day. Yeah, anyway, yeah. This, hasn't, this hasn't died away. It still goes on to the very day, except um, they're not allowed human sacrifices anymore. No. You know, too, too many what? witnesses, the among other things. Yeah. All those stone Some circles, you will find people. thousands of people in attendance to this very day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a sad situation, to say the least. But the fact of the yeah. matter is, um, this is where you get Halloween from. Um, it, it's um, um, now I remember before I forget. One of you ladies was trying to figure out why November first was called All Saints Day. Not me. <laughs> well, I got a message from one of you ladies. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. let me say this. Mm-hmm. Let me say this just in case uh-huh. it was someone else. But All Saints Day on number on November first was created by the Catholic Church. To counteract yeah. Yeah. the effects of Samhain. Yeah. You know, yeah. they would um, yeah. call upon all the saints and venerate them. And because all these saints were supposed to be appeared and all the prayers went up, it would counteract, mm-hmm. counteract the effects of Samhain, the Knights of Samhain. Yeah. I say, oh, Queen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, there is a famous movie out there. It, it was done in England, the original one. It's called The Wicker Man. Um, you mm-hmm. might want to look that one up online. Now, I know that they revised it. They made a, um, 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 a modern version of it. I think it was about, oh, it's about eight to ten years ago. It had um, Nicolas Cage in it. And yeah. oh, I have to tell you, um, the original one was a lot more interesting. The mm. the revised one was really oh, it was a bore. It really was. Okay. But okay. it gives you an idea 
of um, some of the ancient practices for Samhain and the Wicca Man. So if you want to look at it for that purpose, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> but anyway, so um, we can tell just by looking at some of the elements here that we get um, um, the idea of trick-or-treating from the druids going door-to-door trying to pick up human sacrifice. We get um, the costumes um, from um, the robes and the masks that they would wear to control these spirits, and we get a lot of these monsters and such from um, the summoning up of these demons and such that would appear. Um, Mm -hmm. You get the old and ancient bonfires that are being lit to this very day because of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. every single element of modern-day Halloween can be tied directly from the ancient Druids' worship of the Celtic Lord of the Dead known as Lord Sourd. But, Mm -hmm. of course, now let's get to my dear brothers and sisters. Um, and I'm going to tell you a very true story, ladies, and I hope you're ready for this one. Okay. Well, sitting uh, I was down. just waiting for someone to acknowledge my existence. It's lonely on yeah, the other side. That's <laughs> because we're listening intently. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Now, now understand, as I said, I became born in a Christian on April 15, 1979. And I had just left the Order of the Illuminati. I lived in an occult family. I, I, that's all I had ever known up to that point in my life was the occult world and everything in it. Well, six months down the road at the, um, at the church where I got saved, if you can believe it, they were holding a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. I, I was... I was, to say the least, positively gobsmacked over this. I really was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am seeing the ancient rituals being performed, and, I, and I'm actually thinking to myself, did I just leave one occult religion to join another? Yeah. You know, and I don't care how we want to candy coat it or call it. I mean, I know that it's called a harvest festival, don't they? Yeah. Mm, That's what they call it now. And of course, now, what they don't realize (laughs) is all the elements of a harvest festival comes from Halloween also. Now, when we think about this, let's look at the elements of a harvest festival, okay? That's your cue. Yep. They, Anyone they say come okay. in costumes? Anyone say okay for me? Okay. 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 Oh, thank you. Now I'll go on. <laughs> okay. I thought you wanted me to answer it. I was trying to think of things to say, like they come in costumes. Um, well, as I said, I'm here by myself. It's lonely. Converse with me. <laughs> anyway. You're fascinating us. <laughs> what, what, what's that? You're fascinating us with facts. Yes, you are. No, well, we are. We are gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to this thing. When we look at the elements of a harvest vessel, um, before mm-hmm. the now during, or I think usually 
I think it's usually before or after the party. They put all these kids, these teenagers and grown-ups, in those, like, um, wagons that's filled with straw, and they go down a haunted trail, don't they? Yes. Yes. Wait a second. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. And they're all dressed in their Halloween costumes, aren't they? Yes. But they sanitize them. Oh, well, of course, they'll sanitize it by wearing costumes mm-hmm. that's supposed to be reflective of biblical characters. That's what they do. And I'm sorry, that's a costume. That's an Halloween yeah. costume, and you're doing it on the nights of Samhain, and you're going out in these wagons filled with straw or hay, just like the ancient Druids were doing. And yep. they actually, a lot of them, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> will go trick-or-treating. And if they don't do it outside, they do it when they get back to the party. They get their wonderful little trick-or-treat candies. And don't yes. they also, at these harvest festivals, bob for apples? Yes, they do. Yep. Yes. Now, the reason harvest festivals were being observed by the Celtic people was because not every member of the Celtic tribe could make it to a stone circle to worship on those nights. What the Druid priests allowed them to do was to hold every element of the harvest festival, that's what it, was, would, that's what it would be called, um, but these elements were the same elements in the Knights of Samhain. They would mm-hmm. allow them to practice every single rite and ritual except for the rites of human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They could light a wicker man, but it had to be empty. Because only the Druid priests had the so-called authority to offer up human sacrifice up to Samhain. And that's why at these... Um, Harvest Festival, you have the straw man. The straw man is indicative of the wicker man. Oh, I never knew that. I never well, knew that. Yeah. That's why you have me on the show, hon. Yeah, that's very interesting. Not... Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah, you see, I have yeah. a reason for being That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my but, goodness. This is what is going on, you know, when we're talking about um, Samhain and things like that. And um, so we've taken it, as, as, as you have said, and we've sanitized it. Um, I like to, I mean, the truth of the matter is we've taken it and we've Christianized it, you know, candy-coated it and said, okay, it's great, it's wonderful, it's for the Christians. Yeah, if, you're, um, if you like hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever happens, yeah. I mean, when we think about this, Colossians 2.8, it teaches us not to go after the traditions of men. Yeah. yeah. Okay? You will find that constantly throughout the yeah. um, um, New Testament And if we look at Jeremiah chapter 10, it warns us not 
to go after um, the practices of the heathens. Yeah. And, oh, let me tell you, I get so tired of hearing the excuse, oh, we're just doing it for the kids. Oh, my goodness, people, what a lie that one was. Because if they were doing it just for the kids, they wouldn't be dressing up themselves and participating in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and the more people you, you tell, the, church, the more you get. The name All Hallows Eve. Is that right? I'm sorry, Pam. I didn't mean to step no, on you. That. Well, yes. I was because, just saying. Um, well, Go well ahead. that's because... Um, it was the eve of All Saints Day. Remember, as I said, this was a Catholic thing that was mm-hmm. um, brought up. And um, hallow was the old word holy, or something that was holy. sacred. It would, would be yeah. the um, the evening before the holy night of, in this case, Saints Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it just got shortened at Halloween. I think I mentioned in that email, Doc, um, about the only, that I mentioned it in email that the only one I knew were All Saints. Well, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, All Saints being on Halloween. One more time, I didn't catch all that. I mentioned it in the in the email I sent that um, I only knew about the All Saints night being the oh, same okay. as uh, yeah, you're Halloween. the one. Yeah, so I'm that's the one. where you get. As I said, that's where you get All Saints um, from because it was yeah. supposed to counteract the demonic forces that was being summoned during the nights of Samhain. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you got All Saints Day. I mean, there's nothing special about it per se, unless, you know, um, you're thinking you're stopping all the demonic forces. I mean, yeah, that's just how that no, was. I know that when, when uh, was it, Constantine became uh, a Christian, apparently, and he allowed the Christians in Rome that he actually accepted the pagan practices within the church at Rome to to bring more people mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that people didn't leave. No, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't quite get all of that. I, it, it was just a bit tricky there for a second. Could you repeat that, hon? Yeah. When Constantine became a Christian in Rome, the Emperor Constantine... Yes, he became a Christian... He allowed the pagan practices so that well, people would well, yeah, turn because away. Con- because Constantine himself, historically speaking, and it's easily proven, was a practicing pagan. In 312 A.D., at the Nelvian Bridge, right before he was going to go up against the other half of Rome, supposedly he saw a Christian mm-hmm. um, cross in the sky... And um, supposedly there was four words over it. It said, in hoc signe vince, which translated from the ancient Latin means, in this sign, conquer. So he believed he suddenly had 
the Christian God behind him and all this. However, what um, he didn't report immediately was the symbol he saw was the Ankh. You know, the Egyptian uh-huh. cross yeah. with the loop top? That's what he saw. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, uh-huh. right before the great battle, this supposedly is a sign he um, saw, and he had all his soldiers paint this symbol on their shield. He took water, and he sprinkled, baptized them, and proclaimed that they were all now Christians. Yeah. And by 313 A.D., he um, was the head of Rome. Ten years later, he set up, um, oh, what was that, the First Council of Trent? And um, this is where they um, came up with um, so many of these things that we know come directly from the ancient pagan practices of the occult. Yeah. I mean, all this, yeah. as a matter of fact, um, Pam, did you ever see that DVD of mine? It's called um, um, Which Queen of Heaven? Are we? No, Which Queen? Yeah. Mary, Which Queen of Heaven? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah, that's no, one of the others in the series. Yeah. That one, I will take you into the whole historical truth behind all of that. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. his own mother was was one of the greatest known practicing pagans there was back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is nothing new, folks. I mean, it, you know, that's just history. I mean, this is easily yeah. looked up if you really want to dig into it. But yeah. these just historical facts. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you go into Roman emperors, you, you, you do find out some horrific stuff. We had a, a series yeah. uh, yes. and here in England, and Derek Jacobi played Claudius uh, in I, Claudius. And um, uh, I think Nero was around that time and, and you know I mean even though they couldn't sort of put all the details in that show uh, I mean we did some of it at school in history and we knew mm-hmm. how horrific it was because right. it was Nero that were using Christians as tor- human torches well, well and, yes uh, it was a horrible time but we also have yeah. to remember that um, God be praised the upside of that if you want to say it Every single one of them will have have received the martyr's crown. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a horrible thing, um, because yeah. um, um, they wanted to stamp out Christianity. They didn't want competition. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, when you think about that, the paganization of ancient Greece and Rome was there for mm-hmm. over a thousand years. Yeah. They don't want competition at that point. And yet, Jesus Christ shows up and upturns all the apple carts. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Rome um, um, never recovered as a result because God was moving That's in. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was so bad um, as far as the paganization goes. If you ladies will recall in the Holy Scriptures... It was Paul, I believe it was Paul, it was probably Peter, I think it was Peter. He was walking down one of the many avenues of um, the city of Rome itself, 
and it comes to the end of this one road where there's this altar and some sort of statue, and it's dedicated to the unknown god. You see, that was, that was dedicated yeah. to the unknown god in case the Romans forgot one of the gods. Mm. If they didn't count all the gods right, this one was for the god that they forgot. Yeah. Well, that probably yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine building an altar, putting a statue on it for for the sake of, gee, maybe we forgot a god, so we're going to put this one there just in case yeah. we forgot someone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's how bad it was. Yeah. Well, Paul turned around and told them all. He says, I know who this is. I've come to represent him. What's that? Paul said, I know this unknown God is. I've come to represent him and tell you yes. all about him. Yeah. I think he and that's what got him in trouble. Because we're because all keen on it, yeah. Well, that's just it. That's mm-hmm. what got him in trouble because Paul was preaching mm-hmm. um, monotheism and not polytheism. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, and if you want to see how bad polytheism can get, in India, let's say India, just for an example. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many gods and goddesses are worshipped in India? Mm. Hundred. No, Take a wild um, guess. Take a guess. Um, 150? Okay, I'm glad you ladies are sitting down. The fact of the okay. matter is they're worshipping 300 million gods and goddesses. What? Good great. Oh. That's a god Good and goddess for just about everyone in America. Look at that. Yeah, I know it's astounding. It almost defies the mind, but that's the truth. Um, I, again, I think I think you can um, look this up online. I know you can just about find anything nowadays online, but um, yeah. yeah. 300 million gods and goddesses. I don't even want to be the keeper of the books at that point. <laughs> Yeah. See, these people believe in animism. Animism yeah. is the belief that everything has part of the life force in them. So they, in a, in a sense, are sentient. You know, they're alive and sentient, so they need to be worshipped. There's the god of the trees, the god of the rivers, the god of the grass, the god of the uh, sky, yeah. and so forth. More yeah. gods than you can take a stick at. Yeah. And this was Rome. They had a god for mm. everything. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they had that one altar dedicated to the unknown god in case they forgot someone. Mm. <laughs> that's what was going on when I think it was Peter or Paul, I think it was Peter, who came across it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. you see... These things can get out of control quicker than you can think of. And that's, again, um, that's what happened. After Babylon, these things did not um, die. They were just spread from one nation to this nation all the way throughout history. Whenever a new culture or such rose, the founders, those people who were there, um, brought their ancient gods and ancient occult religion with them. The only known civilization where that did not happen was in America. 
We did not come over here as Englishmen with the ancient um, gods with us. No. Those people came over here, the Puritans, were, um, were coming over here because they wanted religious freedom. They, at the time, King, um, King James II, um, the so-called creator of the you know, King James Bible, the 1611 mm-hmm. um, version. Um, he said, fine, if you, wanna, if you guys want to go over there, go. He didn't try to stop them or anything. See, the guy, remember, he was a Christian. I, I know a lot of people want to find fault with him and say he was there, so he did that, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everything's going to keep going on and on and on. Mm. But the fact of the matter is, the, um, the man um, was a Christian, um, he did authorize the King James um, version of the, of the Holy Scriptures. It's just, it's just a translation from the Latin into, you know, the um, King's English, um, mm-hmm. you know, from the original text, the Hebrew, the Greek, and the Aramaic. Um, they used, what was it, the um, Textus Receptus and the Septuagint um, as part of their translation. And um, being a Christian, he said, fine. You want to go over there and set up um, your own place, go. You see, there wasn't a problem there. The problem only came once um, um, the English people who was living in America for ooh, about 150, 160 years at that point, on July 4th, 1776, decided, well, we've had enough of it with Mad King George III of England, and we are gone to separate from England. You know, mm-hmm. That's when it became a problem, you know? You know, and what most happened. Americans don't know is that in all the annals of history, July 4th, 1776 was probably one of the most unique dates in history because for the very first time, in all of history, a colony separated from its motherland. It was never done before that. No one never thought of doing it. But this is what um, those wonderful founding fathers did, and they were willing to put their life, their property, their livelihood, everything on the line so that they could start a new nation freed from English tyranny. Mm-hmm. And the one thing they didn't bring with them was the occult. They were the only people who came over um, to a different place to start a new nation. They did not start it with an occult religion. They started it with Christianity. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most unique things you'll find about America. Mm-hmm. I'm getting lonely. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Um, oh, where where is this ceiling? Uh, in, is it in Washington? That George Washington's on the ceiling. Yeah, and they um, gave, yeah, they made him look like he's a, some sort of deity, as if he's a god. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. reading about that. Um, mm-hmm. Because the said Washington that, uh, would have shot the person who did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would have shot the person who did that because they wanted to make Washington a king at first. He said, you know, to paraphrase him, he, you know, he said, are you out of your mind? Are you wanting to make one king 
after you've just left another king? Yeah. He did not want to become king. Mm. Um, literally, he was almost dragged into the um, position of the presidency because he himself did not consider um, himself to be worthy enough to hold such a high office. But he did it for the mm. sake of new nation. And what yeah. he did after, after he served two terms, he was forced again. He didn't want to do another term, but the people begged him to do it. And after that, he just left Washington. Um, I mean, it was no, it was um, New York for good. Um, yeah. Because back then, that's where the capital was. And he left just to go um, into retirement with his wife, Masha. Masha. Mm-hmm. And he didn't put his two, um, two cents in afterwards or anything like that. Nope. He served his term and he said, now it's John Adams' turn. Let him yeah. run the nation the best way he can. Yeah. And uh, if, it, if it comes down to historical American figure, John Adams was my favorite. That man was the sole person who fought greatest for American independence. And I always felt so bad for his wife, um, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Abigail. Abigail Adams. What a strong lady she had to have been to have gone through all the time she was without her husband. <clears throat> he was always in Philadelphia for at least a good 10 years trying to promote and push the Constitution, freedom. We need to create an ind- um, um, be independent of King George III. They had four kids, and while he's in, you know, Philadelphia, um, I know um, John and little Abby both came down with measles. And after them, it was the two other kids, except I think they came down with chicken pox. And back then, this stuff could kill you. I mean, it was always thing after another, and it seemed like the farm was always failing. And Martha's having, I mean, Abigail's having to deal with all this by herself while her husband, I mean, was trying to do the best to get um, 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 all those people in Philadelphia to vote for independence, Congress, that's it. Mm. And as a matter of fact, one of my favorite quotes from Adams was, um, I have come to the conclusion that one useless man is called a disgrace, that two are called a law firm, and that three or more is a Congress. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah. And trust me, we've got three or more useless people in our Congress, that's for sure. Don't don't go to London then, will you? (laughs) Oh, no, not with Theresa May. I might say something. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Uh, No, We've already got there. (laughs) Uh, I mean... I mean, I thought we were supposed to have Brexit, and now they're trying to undo Brexit. I mean, people, uh, this is the best thing you could possibly do if you want to bring back um, English um, um, uniqueness, our heritage, and all this other stuff. 
thrilled that they voted to finally get out of the EU. It was the worst disaster that they've ever done. We never wanted that, to go in. <laughs> well, you figure, uh, what, this is um, 2017, so it was about... <laughs> We we've been in the EU for about forty years. Yeah, um, you know. Apparently, we lost, uh, lost our sovereignty, our individuality, our ability to govern our own country. I mean, that's yeah. ludicrous. Yeah, it was it was Teddy that got us in there, mm, and then well, um, uh, we, ne- we never wanted to go in. Oh, no one should have, but I'll tell you this much. Um, England was an absolute hoot when <laughs> Margaret Thatcher was at the helm. Oh, yeah. It was it was fun yeah. back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, talk about, I mean, what? They used to call her the Iron Lady. <laughs> yeah. And, and there was a good reason. She was the only PM I've, I've ever, I can remember. That actually stood up to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never known anyone to do it, but she did it. <laughs> she did. And don't get me wrong. Uh, she did. Uh, don't, I was about to say, hun. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against the Queen. I don't. But it was just, it was funny at times to see yeah. Doctor actually. You know, we have an English lady who finally has a backbone. She's the head of the government, yeah. for goodness sake. You know, she's supposed yeah. to, you know, govern. Well, you know? exactly. You know, Queen I mean, Elizabeth is the head of popular. Yeah. She, she became very unpopular in this area because it were a mining area. Um, oh, the miners. Uh, yeah, I, I remember. I remember all that problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, uh, now, I'm, I'm, I'm miners' daughter, but I didn't agree with it, and neither did my dad. Now, what, what any of this has to do with Halloween? I don't know. History. <laughs> Can I just mention yeah. this, right? Because we're just going to sort of say, people are getting confused why we're going, why we've ended up going right this. If you well, want, I'm going to blame you for I have a question. No, I'm going to blame you like for taking me off. down the rabbit trail. Yeah, well, I would <laughs> just, your fault, I would just say well, no, I would just say No, wait, 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 wait. It's not my fault. I was just being a gentleman to a lady. That's all. Yeah, that's all. If, if people are yeah, wondering why going so wrong today, you want to find out why things are going like they are today, you have got to look back in the past to find out where you went wrong and trail well, it along. That's because, so that's because history repeats itself. Exactly. Right. And the Lord <laughs> said that my people are, are, are destroyed through lack of knowledge. You know? And yeah. people well, are not... Wait, can I ask a question? Can I ask a question, please? Go right ahead. Uh, sure. Um... You know what I was thinking of is the children on all of this are innocent. They don't know better, any better. That's right. Um, how do you think this affects them? Is well, it opening them up? The, problem. To... the Bible instructs us that we're supposed to be teaching the kids the way of God as, you know, when they're mm-hmm. young. It says, train up a child 
when he is young and he will not depart from these teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be teaching them the truth, yes. the, the whole truth from the beginning. Of course, you have to bring yeah. it down to their cognitive levels. But yeah. you're supposed to be training them when they're young. If you're, treat, if you're training them with garbage, that's what they're going to grow up with is garbage. You cannot take the ancient pagan practices put them in the Christian church, candy coat them, and call them Christian and get away with it. No, because the kids no. are going to learn this, and it goes from one generation to another to another to another. It never stops. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Amen. You know, we have a caller that's called in that has a question. Let me let me bring them on. Yeah, go right ahead. Hello? Are you there, caller? Hello? Can you hear go me? Go ahead. You're on. Yes. Oh, Hi, ladies. Uh, as always, you, you ladies are a blessing. Uh, brother, uh, God bless you, too. And uh, I've been listening to everything you said. And I've actually done a little research on, on you uh, as well. Uh, and I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I do have well, a problem. I do have a problem. Uh, our, one of our children has children. So uh, she's uh, really just started her real walk with the Lord, so she's new. And, uh, well, my granddaughter is going trick-or-treating this holiday, and uh, we, we tell her how we feel about it and uh, try to educate her on it. And I, I feel the only thing I can do is let her mature in her walk and keep praying. Well, yeah. if you've given her the warning... Understand um, something here. The Bible says, haven't done all to stand. Now, you've done everything you can, so stand. Don't do anything else. It's God's turn now. Give it over to him. You don't, There's no other option because she's beyond the age of accountability. She has free will to make her own choice. You've done the correct parental thing here. You've given her the warning. She's going to do what she wants. All you can do is pray, stand, and let God has it, let God have his turn now. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, amen. Do you know anything else? Yeah. Uh, no, I was just, uh, you know, I, I, I do agree with you, and, and a lot of Christians uh, hold that, that view, the, uh, uh, the, the events that they put on in the churches. Uh, and it's, it's really hard because I'm pretty sure my daughter's church does the same thing. Uh, so, well, I, you know, this is what really bothers. What's your name, by the way? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm Tony. Hi, Tony. I'm Doc. Um, mm. This is what really bothers me the most about my brothers and sisters, Tony. Is we were warned throughout the Holy Scripture. Now, let me tell you something. Um, uh, let me think, KJV translation, there's 33,178 verses I recall. Out of all those verses, around 12% of the whole of the Bible is given over to um, the occult. And when I say that, I mean in God tells us not to do this in the occult. He shows us what those people in the occult are doing. I mean, we're talking 12% now. Now, that much material 
covers all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and parts of Acts. That's how much information there is in the Bible about occult practitioners and everything. Now, I don't think God was taking up that much space because he had nothing better to do. (laughs) Amen. No. He warned, He was warning about warning us about the enemy, their beliefs, how they practice. I mean, there's animal sacrifice, human sacrifice there, um, witchcraft, astrology, communication with the dead, um, psychic readings, fortune telling, divination. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. We were warned. So what in the name of all that is holy and sacred in this life are we allowing this garbage into the church? Amen. You know, these people, Tony, they tell me, I want to be blessed of God. I want to be used of God. Well, how can you be blessed of God or used of God if you're participating in the ways of Satan and not the ways of God? Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Okay, okay, I keep forgetting this is I'm not a pulpit. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, okay. I just get so frustrated at times with this. I hear you, brother. I do too, and it, it is very frustrating. It, it, you know, and I, I I start getting into the flesh when I get frustrated, and uh, it's really hard. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. This is no oh, today. I read today on the internet, Anton LaVey said, this is a quote, they wrote this down. Back in 1966. Yes, he, this is a quote, I'm glad the Christian parents let their children worship the the devil at at least one night out of the year. And that's Halloween. Yeah, and that's Halloween. So, so. It was also, Anton LaVey, it was also, Anton Dante LaVey, in his book, The Satanic Bible, who described why you should perform the rites of human sacrifice. I, I've never yeah. read that. <laughs> well, you've never read The Satanic okay. Bible, huh? And, you, no. and um, no, no. unless you're doing research, I wouldn't advise it. No, I really I, I, wouldn't I've always shied away from it myself. So, you but, know, um, now. I did read that, and I thought, well... You know, everybody knows what's going on. I, I did read about some Wiccan, which I guess is the religion of witches. Um, they don't advocate. Well, no, hon. Uh, there's, a difference, there's a difference between Wicca, witchcraft, uh-huh. and paganism. You see, um, okay. witchcraft. Um, Isn't it out of the same grab bag, though? That, no, witchcraft is something that came over from um, England. Wicca is something that was started in America. Okay. You see, you well, have they do a lot of witchy witch- kind of things. Huh? What? What? I I was reading some of the things they do for Halloween. Um, they cast a circle. They, they, you know, they well, try honey, to get in cast touch with. Well, um, and, and hon, you've got to cast a circle for just about every ritual in the occult. I mean, if in witchcraft or Wicca. Oh. You've got to cast a circle. Okay. That's part of the ceremony, the opening ceremony. Oh, they will okay. take, um, they, sometimes what, what you do, you can use a sword if it's long enough, and you've got to draw a nine, uh, a circle that's nine feet um, from any end to, an, to the other end. It has to be nine feet, 
Now, mm-hmm. this is why a lot of them also, on their robes, they will wear what's known as a cable toe. The cable toe is is like is is a thick um, piece of rope that's four and a half feet long exactly. So when they put it on the ground, make a circle, it will be nine feet in circumference. Okay. Yeah, that's the purpose of the cable toe. And but some will use a sword if 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 it's the right length. Usually, oh my goodness, for the right length or something like that, it's talking about something like a Scottish claymore now. Um, but, um, yeah, and when they're doing that, they're performing or doing what they call erecting the temple. It's supposed to be a cosmic or a spiritual temple that they're creating where they can practice their religion. I see. I see. Oh, goodness. And, of course, well, they also uh, now believe in the Illuminati. Now, if you're in the Illuminati. They also believe. Okay. Go ahead. In the Illuminati, then, was it one of? It well, I'm sure it was. It was one of your holy days, correct? Yeah, as I said, it's known as the Knights of Samhain. Now, a lot of people now, oh, are pronouncing okay. it wrong. That you see, Samhain is spelled. Remember, this is a Gaelic word. It's S A M H A I N. Some people pronounce it Samhain. Uh, well, no, that's not wrong. This is, this is Gaelic. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced Owen. Yeah. Mm. But Christians ha- have no business have no business with that at all. At all, they have no business no. having their harvest festivals. And I don't care if they, if they no. try to tell me. Well, we're witnessing that night. Well, excuse me. Why aren't you witnessing every other night then? That's just another form of hypocrisy. You know, and I'm not being mean when I say these things. I'm being honest. I'm not passing judgment mm-hmm. on them. I am mm-hmm. pointing out only what the Bible says. And I know what I was taught as a witch when I was growing up. Doc, Still spiritually, spiritually speaking, um, does this practice, when when Christian adults participate or when they have their children participate, does it open doors, legal <laughs> openings to the enemy for the enemy to start messing around with them? Now, actually, that can happen. They could accidentally open up... Um, um, a spiritual door to a demon. Because the thing is, they're practicing the same ancient rituals, whether they realize them or not. And in this case, as the Bible says, um, ignorance is no excuse of the law. They've broken right. the spiritual laws of God. And by doing so, they can invite a demon in. I know uh, quite a number of Christians over the years um, that was fooling around with Ouija board, tarot cards, things of that nature. And, well, well, well not that I recall it, but let me, let, let's use the Ouija board for an example. These two Christian young men said that they wanted to try the Ouija board out of curiosity. Well, gee, why don't you put your hand in the fire and see if you're going to get burnt? Oh, yeah. And, 
And one of them, in a a panic, drove over to my house and grabbed me. And, I mean, literally he was white, sweating. He was in such a panic. And I figured I'd better go with him just in case he kills himself in the vehicle. And um, I go over to his apartment, and there is a Ouija board three-quarters of the way buried into the wall. Mm-hmm. And I looked at them. I said, were you doing what I think you shouldn't have been doing? Oh, my goodness. They lowered their head so quickly. I took that board. I had to bind it afterwards so that um, it could never be used for its proper service again. Mm. That's what happens when you fool around with things you have no business touching. Yeah. But that Ouija board was buried that deep into the wall. Yeah. You know, you just don't fool around with things like that. I mean, you are begging yeah. for trouble at that point. Whether you're a born-again Christian or not, you're asking for it. And if you're asking for it as a Christian, God is going to allow you to have it. Oh, yeah. How many times do you get laughed at when you warn people, though? Well, we have to remember one thing here. We could tell um, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth till the next and final rapture happens. But it's not going to do any good if these people don't want to accept it. You have to remember, everyone was given free will, and not even God himself. Like that free will law that he's established. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and if and if they want to of their own free will, meddle and dabble and things like that, uh, well, they're going to get what they have coming to them, and rightfully so, because they yeah. will want throughout the scriptures what they should and shouldn't be doing. That's right. Yeah. And and again, that's not a judgment call. That's what the Word of God says. And people, you don't have to blame me. Just look it up. It's the the black book on the coffee table that has a lot of dust on it. That's the Bible. Yeah. It says you've got to work out your your salvation with fear and trembling. And a lot Mm -hmm. of it is through ignorance and ignorance of the Word. Because it lays neglected. But the Word is... It's Jesus, it's the Son of God. It's it's living, it's it's real. And if they don't pick it up and they don't read it and they don't follow it and they don't listen to it, they don't do it, it's no good saying, I know, I know, I believe there is a God. The demons believe in God and tremble. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't right. do any good right. if you believe and you're not and you're not obeying it. That's mm-hmm. right, yeah. Well, some of that's works, no, but faith without works is dead. What is, is not saying you've got to work to earn it, but your faith will move you to do it. Right. You know? And, um, yeah. well, hey, if they want to live that type of life, they better be prepared for the consequences. Remember, yeah. God doesn't have to wait for anyone to get to heaven to punish them. Yeah. Yeah, he could lower the boom any time he wants. That's true. Yeah. Just like a loving father will punish a child when they do wrong, God will certainly do mm-hmm. the same thing to his own kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. 
to bring them back yeah, online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I've warned, I don't know how many of my brothers and sisters over the centuries not to participate in any of these occult holidays that we practice and observe in America. And, mm. again, they, of all people, should know better because of the amount of information found in the scriptures by God himself revealing yeah. what those in the occult do, their beliefs, their practices, mm-hmm. and everything. And he strictly mm-hmm. tells them, you are to have nothing to do with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. people nowadays wonder why, as I've already stated, why, they, why they're not being blessed to use of God. Because that's a double-minded Christian. That's a person yeah. who wants to serve God and mammon. Yeah. You know? It's not going to happen. Fucking it's not yeah, it's a fucking ball camp, isn't it? What's that? Yeah, they've got a footing ball. They've got a footing ball camps. FEMA camps? What did no, you say? You have a foot. I didn't get that either. When 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 they have a foot in both camps. Oh yes, I see what you say. A foot, oh, a foot in both. Yes. Yes. Camps. Yeah, and yeah. well, it's it's not going to work. We both know that. No. Yeah. You know, so um. I feel bad for them. It's not that they have a justifiable excuse because they know this. Mm. All they're doing is satisfying themselves. We can mm. use the yeah. excuse, I'm doing it just for the kids. Yeah, right. That's why you wear the costumes, you go to the parties, and all this other stuff. And the worst, mm. I think the worst part of it is when Christians try to justify it. You know, well, we're yeah. going to hold Harvest Festival instead. Yeah, let's call it something else, but it's still the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's, you know, um, let's have the Haunted Trails. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that Druids are doing, but that's okay. Um, oh, but we're witnessing. Really? What, what, what's, your mm-hmm. witness, is, uh, uh, what's your witness that night when you're dressing up um, like someone who's in Halloween at the time? What's the witness mm-hmm. then? Yeah, mm-hmm. it it confuses mm-hmm. people who are not Christians, doesn't it? Because well, we look at light, it, and we're it, supposed it to be the light in the darkness. It, well, it makes it us yeah. look like it makes us look like liars and hypocrites. Yeah. Yes, it does. That's it what it does. And that's and what I mean, lots of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and people wonder why um, people aren't going to church. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why should they if the Christians are doing the same thing they're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. said that, actually. Why should I go and be miserable in church when, just, when, I, when I don't have to go and I can do the same as you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you go to church and you have a pastor that's going along with, with this. With all yeah. of it. Oh, that, that's even worse because at that point, it falls on the leadership of the pastor. And, yeah. um, you but know. They do. They go along with the well, Easter celebrations, and the, even it, if it's a harvest yeah. festival. Mm-hmm. And dare we say Christmas? Mm-hmm. And Christmas. Yes, amen. Yeah. And if you, that's right. And if I you mean, speak, I, you'll get asked to leave. Yeah. You know, and well, you know what's funny? 
Um, when I wrote um, DVD 2 in the series, America's Occult Holidays, mm-hmm. I never expected as much dust to be kicking in the air as I <laughs> as, as happened. <laughs> now, I know Revelation Chapter 3 teaches us to in the churches known as Laodicea, where the vast majority of God's kids are going to be lukewarm. You know, they're fence walkers. Mm-hmm. They won't to the left the right hand side and because of that Christ himself says you're no good to me you're no good mm-hmm. to me and he spits them out of his mouth mm-hmm. yeah you know um now knowing that and knowing the conditions of so many of my brothers and sisters it's no wonder that this world is falling into darkness and falling into it quickly because the only ones who could have made a difference are God's kids, born-again Christians. That's right, Because we're so busy trying to be part of the world, um, we've lost our way and um, our teachings when it comes to getting out there and saving people. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about this for a second. Um, What if your own dad walked up to you suddenly, pointed his finger at you and said, you're no good to me? How would that make you feel? Mm. How would you feel? Anyone answer? I would feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how much greater is the condemnation when God, the creator of all that is, is pointing his finger at you because you're a laid-to-seeing Christian and say, you're no good to me. How would you feel then? Well, that's even worse. Terrified. I'd feel terrified. Oh, this is laid-to-seeing. Yes, absolutely. This yeah. is yeah. what Christ is pointing out, out in the third mouth. chapter of Revelation. He can't use mm-hmm. a person who's lukewarm, who's double-minded, who's walking the fence. That's right. He can't serve this world and God. Right. God says you mm-hmm. can live in it, but you're not supposed to be part of it. Part we of have it. to yeah. live in it because That's we're right. here. But that doesn't mean yeah. we have to participate of those ungodly things. Yeah. And that's why people aren't being blessed and used of God. That's why we're not seeing the miracles of old. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's yes. up to God's kids. God's not, God's not going to force them to do anything. You know? And people wonder why this world has gone to hell in a handbasket, as the old axiom states. Yeah. You participate in Halloween. Guess what? You just scored points for the enemy. Congratulations. How do you feel? Yep. You know, and again, I'm not accepting excuses. I can't because God doesn't accept them. I mean, you can say I'm doing it for the kids all you want, but you're putting your sins upon your child who's going to duplicate them 
when they get older because they're going to, you know, participate in it and, you know, they're going to pass it on to their kids. And that sin is passed on to the next generation and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? We've got to break the cycle of sin. We've got to finally yeah. stand up as the children of Jesus Christ, God Almighty, mm-hmm. and say mm-hmm. no to all of this. That's yeah. why I wrote... America's are called holidays. People don't even realize that there is a numerical pattern to which the Illuminati put all these holidays on our calendar. There is a definitive pattern. I can't get into it right now because of lack of time. But the pattern is there, and the eight major Sabbaths um, are um, um, uh, uh, are on those numerical patterns. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Huh. You know, and I just don't understand. Well, I do understand. Sad, sad. I really do understand the nature of sin. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, let me tell you, there was such a beautiful side to evil. It's alluring. It's seductive. It is such a deception. Yeah. And... Our brothers and sisters fall for this stuff left and right. Yeah, justify it. Go ahead. Say you're doing it for the kids. Fine. Dress up like um, 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 one of the ancient forefathers. Go to a harvest festival. Fine. Make yourself feel good. Justify it. But one thing you cannot do is justify it in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. When he said not to have anything to do with this stuff. He wasn't lying. He wasn't making it up. He wasn't talking about anyone else. He completely spelled it out. As I said, just about 12% of the Bible is dedicated to what they do in their cult, what the enemy does, their practices, beliefs, animal sacrifice, human sacrifice, all the practices, you know, divination, astrology, communication with the dead, so on and so forth. It's all there. There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. None. And even if mm. they don't read the Bible, guess what? As a Christian, you're responsible for those sins anyways. Because God spelled that out in his word. You should be reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. And, let, and, and while I'm at it, let me give you an easy trick um, for your listening audience. Most people have never read their Bible from cover to cover. That's a sad truth. I can give you an easy solution to that. Um, On the um, weekdays, Monday to Friday, just read three chapters. Start in the New New Testament, read three chapters a day. On the weekends, read five chapters. You've got plenty of time then. And by the time a year goes by, you would have completely read the Bible by then. (laughs) And that's it. Three chapters on the weekdays, Mm. um, five chapters on the weekend, one year later, read the Bible. How difficult is it to read three chapters? Come on. Yeah, that's good to know. It's an easy enough practice. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Developing the habit. We are yes, down yeah. to the 12-minute mark if y'all want to uh, just lost my word. Train went right off the track. Uh, I know closing thoughts You guys Okay 
They will, since no one knows what to say. Do you know I have a new book coming out? It's out right now. It's called The Final Rapture. I heard that you had a new book coming out. Yep, it was. Wow. It's, it's put out by Charisma House. Uh-huh. Yep. And um, it's just been out for a little bit more than a week now. And, um, well, um, from what I was told from the big people over at Charisma House, the main selling point they said for the book was my teachings on the rafter. They said they've never seen anything like this before in their lives. And they said, they told this to me, they said they wanted to make sure they got this into everyone's hands. Mm -hmm. That's what they told me. Is it like a companion to your, to your uh, DVD, the Witch Rapture oh, well, you're waiting okay. for? I, okay, I have another series. I, 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 um, okay, I, my first series is called Secrets of the Illuminati. And um, DVD2, America's Cult Holidays, is in that series. It's all about the Illuminati, everything, and the occult, the New World Order, so on and so forth. Now, in the second series I started, it's called um, It's in the Bible. Um, and two of the DVDs, one of them is called Which Rapture Are We Waiting For? And um, How Close Are We, obviously, to the Rapture, um, mm-hmm. deal with um, a good portion of the book. Now, yeah. I've temporarily put that series aside be, um, for personal reasons because I, want, I wanted to make sure I could start and complete a new um, series. It's probably, it looks like it's going to be around 14 to 15 DVDs long. It's called The Occult Takeover of the World, semicolon, The um, the Witnessing Series. Mm-hmm. And oh. I am going to, um, the first seven to eight DVDs I'm working on it presently will deal with the seven, the eight major occult groups in America and the rest of the world. And each yeah. one of them is going to be broken down into three sections. First, we get into the major beliefs of whatever occult group we're talking about, whether it's witchcraft, Satanism, so on and so forth. Then um, mm-hmm. the second part, you get into the Bible. What does God have to say about this? And, the, and then the third and last section, I will teach everyone how to effectively witness to every different person in every different occult group. Mm-hmm. And then oh, after that... Good. That's good. That's good. Put the solution in everyone's hands. Yes, that's oh, wonderful. Yeah. But after that, the series doesn't end. It continues. We have to get into the vampire movement, the zombie movement, the werewolf movement, yeah. uh, Christian witchcraft, <laughs> and um, um, one of the um, ones um, that desperately yeah. needs to be, and I will do it, is deliverance. How do you deliver mm-hmm. a person of a... I mean, this is easy stuff as far as I'm concerned, the deliverance part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. if people are taking longer than five minutes, then they're doing something wrong. Uh-huh. It's right. An in-out, it's an in-out process. Check the scriptures. I don't make this stuff up. I've done more uh-huh. deliverances than I can remember. Oh, that's for another show then, Doc. Yeah, yeah I know. Just, that's what I was thinking of you. You'll have to come back. <laughs> Great mind. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Yeah. Well, I was about to say, um, if you want to do another show, wait till you see what I have on Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, will show, I will show you how the Grinch stole Christmas then. 
Christmas okay. is a tough one. It's a tough one to deal with. I know emotionally I had a very hard time with Christmas, you know. It's such a pretty well, holiday. I, That's why. It is. I, I can mm-hmm. understand that. I told you these things are very alluring. They're very mm-hmm. seductive. Yeah. There's a beautiful side to evil. But it is a yeah. great deception. And it separates yeah, you from in ways yeah, you my don't family think I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, yeah. how can you be used or blessed of God if you're worshiping at the altar of Satan, whether you realize and it or not? And again, Christians will say they're doing it for the kids because it's a holiday. Oh, of course. With that Santa wonderful Claus. excuse again. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. It's choice. When it boils yeah. down to it, it's it choice. It is a choice. Of course it yeah. is. I've had to Honey. give up a lot of things that Father has talked to me about through the years, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, that's not to say yeah. I want, you know, I mean, I, 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 that I'm demanding everyone enter into a state of sinless perfection. I don't think it can be done, personally speaking. You know, but what no. we do... We try to correct every little thing that we know about. And this is one of those things that's easy. It's, it's, it, 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 you don't have to be a Mensa student, for goodness sakes, to figure out mm-hmm. that this obviously is, is occultic, so I should have nothing to do with it. I don't see the difficulty mm-hmm. here. Yeah, it's plain and you know, simple. Unless, yeah. it's very simple. Unless, really, unless you're the type of Christian, as the Bible says, um... Um, um, how, how does it go? Hold on a second. I just had it. Um, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, once, once he points something out to you that's not exactly mm-hmm. correct, he also gives you the strength to deal with it. He does. He Only does. if you choose to. There right. has to be that yeah. free will choice. Yeah. yeah. Without yeah. that, you become loud. Yeah, 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 without that, no yeah. good can come of it. Yeah, you become like Lot's wife. You're looking back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like salt that's lost its savor. I always think of Lot's wife when it says that salt that's lost its savor. Yeah. She looked back. Yes. Well. Yeah. Well, good. she looked back because. She was looking back to her sins, to her old life. She didn't want to leave it. Yes. That's right. That's yeah. high. Um, she was finished. She was given a warning. They were all warned, yeah. don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, remember, remember Lot's wife. Yeah. Well, I that's think been a, a lot really Christians, right. Christians don't realize that Father actually has feelings. And when we do these things that he has said, no, you shouldn't know to do that, and then we consciously choose to keep doing them, we are hurting his feelings. We're calling him a liar, among other things. Well, okay, Okay. in the beginning, God said um, that he made us in his image. Okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think he's, I think he, it would have been better if he said expressed image because the thing is, um, you can laugh, 
you can get jealous, you can get angry, you can cry, you can have hurt feelings, only because God could do all that first. Yes. Before God created you, oh. he could love, he could feel jealousy, he could be angry, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why when yep. he made you, he made you more uh, more in his image than you realize because you've got what he's got. Yes. Yes. Way to bring it that's home, Doc. <laughs> I'm sorry? Uh, yes. I said, that's way to bring it home. That's good. Yeah. That was good. Well, that's why yeah. you can love. You can laugh. You can cry. You can get angry. You can feel jealousy. You can do that because God did it first. Yes. Amen. You are made in his image in more ways than you realize. Yeah. I mean, God God is the triune God. He's one God, but he has three forms, the physical, the spiritual, and his ultimate glorious self that we identified as God the Father. Well, you're, you're made up of the same thing. You have a soul, a, a yes. spirit, and a physical body. You're made yes. up of the three same components God makes himself up of. Amen. If you want to understand that on a different level, um, get a Bunsen burner. Take um, you know, um, one of those vials, those glass tubes. Fill it up with ice. Put it on top of that Bunsen burner and turn it on. Now, in about two, three minutes... The bottom part is going to turn into a liquid because of the heat, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The center part that the heat hasn't gotten to is still ice, correct? Yeah. Yes. And the top part, you'll see um, vapor or gas coming uh-huh. out, out from the top because of the condensation, correct? Correct. Yes. So you have a solid, a, a liquid, and a gas. And it's all the same substance, H2O. That's right. Yes. Same thing as God. Three different forms, mm-hmm. same God. No difference. Amen. Great example. Yeah. yeah. There it is. There's God. You've been God such is. a pleasure having on. I'm so happy. Oh, well, I'm so happy so we invited you. Oh, I'm happy <laughs> to have done this. Now, let's see if your listening audience will appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have you again, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, then you got to have yeah. me for Christmas. Oh, I'll teach okay, you all about we'll that. You. All right. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I speak yeah. for yeah. all of us when I say yeah. we'd like yeah. that. Okay, Fine. I couldn't yeah. understand one word of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's close this up. We're down to seconds okay. now. Thank you, everyone, for coming. We hope you'll come yeah. again soon. And yeah. tomorrow night, David is going to be teaching on spiritual relationships and acquaintances. That sounds like a cool lesson. So, yeah. And, yes, we will have Doc back again. Thank you so much, Doc. You are quite welcome. Yes. Good Thank night, you. Doc. Good night, Pam. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night, Dorothy. Good night, Pam. Good night, night, Ronnie. Good night, Doc. Yeah, good good night, John John boy. boy.